them feast, I should say. <laughs> and uh, so I just want to encourage you as uh, men, remember you have a divine duty today. Uh, we want to make sure that our women, that the mothers are pampered and they feel loved. Amen? Um, I want to make sure that the roses that you received, that it didn't prick anyone. No one was pricked, right? All right. So we just want to make sure that your gift was received and that you will enjoy uh, this day. And so shortly after this, we're going to have a lunch. This afternoon, we have a round table. Uh, the, the family life department is having a round table at 5 o'clock and we want you to come out, couples, come to the round table. Uh, this coming Wednesday night, uh, your study guide is in your bulletin, our day in the light of prophecy. And on Friday night, we also have the Daniel study. They're studying for the book of Daniel. This is the Religious Liberties Department. And we just want to encourage you to come and join in the activities that we have within the week. This week will be a very busy week for me, and I'm asking you to pray for me. I have to go to a union committee meeting, uh, leaving on Tuesday, going to the meeting on Wednesday, and then flying out on Wednesday to the Bahamas for one day to perform my sister's wedding and be back here on Friday night where I'll be fresh and ready to go next Sabbath. And so I'm going to ask you please keep me in your prayers as I make this marathon of a week. And we pray that the blessings of God will be upon his people. 
We have been sitting for a while, and I'm going to ask you to stand with me. And I want you to turn to a very pop popular book, and it's the book of Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 31. And we're looking at verse 30. Proverbs chapter 31, and we are focusing on verse 30. Proverbs 31, we're looking at verse 30. The Bible reads, the Bible reads, verse 30. Charm is deceitful. Beauty is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. A woman who fears the Lord is to be Father in heaven, we come once again before your throne. We're asking, Lord, that you will touch your people once again. You have troubled the waters before, and we have been blessed by the troubling of the spiritual water. We pray, Father, that the Holy Spirit will touch down here in a special way, and that will lead us, Lord, into a, a special form of worship where it is only you. It is only you that is seen. It is only you that is felt. It is only you that is heard. Hide me, Lord, behind Calvary's cross. Help me not to look at the things, Lord, of this earth, but only to you that is in heaven. We need a word from you this afternoon. Lead us now, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. We have a an issue here in this church and it is an issue that that it has truly uh, crept in from um, society whatever happens outside tends to come within and corrupt the mixture within here within the church and from time to time what I have seen from time to time, what I have seen is that a society that does not understand the purpose of the church in it, a society that takes for granted the church tends to be a society of lawlessness, tends to be a society that has uh, trouble in it in, in, in many ways that they can't even handle. There is a purpose of the church, the institution of the church within society. And I believe that uh, if you should take a survey over the last hundred years, go back a hundred years and you would see there was a church within the community and everyone is going to church. Everyone is walking to church. Everyone is within the church and they are praising God and they, they are lifting up the name of God. But we're in a society right now where the church seems to have lost its footing. Or let me put it in another way, that the people have lost sight of the church. The people have lost sight of the church because 
we have lost sight of God. No longer is God the center of the families. No longer is God the center of the church. No longer is God the center of society. I was driving the other day and I was talking to my little one and I, I was saying to her, it's, it's, isn't it strange that we're in a society right now where we revel over witchcraft, revel over all of these spiritualisms and all of these isms and schisms. But when it comes to the church, when it comes to God, when it comes to prayer, they're trying to shake it out of the church. They're trying to shake it out of the courts. They're trying to get it out of society. And they're opening the doors and allowing spiritualism to seep in. And so we have all of these things now that is assailing our church. No wonder we can't get it right. People are confused with genders. Mm. They don't know, a man don't know if he's a man anymore. A woman don't know if she is a woman anymore. Just about two months ago, I was invited to a political um, action group. They wanted to understand what the church is thinking. How can they uh, help the church and how the church can help them? That's really why I was invited. And we were invited to introduce ourselves around this table. And as everyone introduced themselves, there, there was a, a lady that was tall, she was beautiful, and she was curvaceous, if you know what I mean, as a woman should be. And uh, this woman would get up and she went, went to the bathroom a few times and came back in the room and it was time for everyone to introduce themselves and and when I heard that this woman speak I am testifying the truth when I heard this woman speak I realized that this was not a woman or let me say I realized it was not an ordinary woman and after she said the first few words I got it and I was almost knocked off my chair. Because this woman stood up and she said that, you know, as a representative of the transvestite society, I am here to fight for the rights for these, the transgender society. And, and I realized that this woman was not a woman, but was a man. I'm telling you, we are in a confused society right now. And some of you may think that we come on the pulpit and we try to entertain you by throwing all of these things, but we are in a serious situation right now. Yes, we are. We're in a, in a situation right now that if we don't get it right, many individuals will be lost. And folks, I want you to understand with me today there is a purpose, there is a mission why God has created this church. The church in this society is to keep the society together. The church in this society is to keep the families together. The church in this society, it's, it's a church that's there to help fathers to be great fathers, to help mothers to be great 
excellent mothers, to help children to be excellent children. The church has a purpose in society, but when the church has lost its footing and when we take our eyes off the church are the one who should be leading the church, which is Yeshua, Jesus Christ. When we have lost sight of him, there is danger that is looming. And I want to encourage us here in the next few moments that I believe that God has called us here, each and every one of us, for a purpose. And when we lose sight of the purpose, when we lose sight of the mission, we lose the battle. Yeah. I was reading in preparation uh, for this message, thinking that, well, Mother's Day, we have um, really some very interesting um, um, thoughts when, when we think of mothers. When we think of the purpose of a mother, right now the definition of a mother has changed. Over the last 20 so years, the definition of a mother has changed. It is no longer a woman. It is a person. It's a being. Right? Whoever you want that mother to be, that's who it is, right? And so we have all kind of strange scenarios right now within society, and we got to deal with it. And I've seen some strange things over these last few years in my short years of ministry, but what I'm understanding, the definition has changed, and when we change the definition away from the way the Lord has intended it, anarchy sets in, lawlessness sets in. What we've got to understand, there's an importance to mothers, and I want you to listen to some of these uh, statements, and I'm going to give you the sources, but as I was reading and listening to these, I was shocked by them. It says, mother, mothers, awake to the fact that your influence and example are affecting the character and the destiny of your children. And in view of your responsibility, develop a well-balanced mind and a pure character, reflecting only the true, the good, and the beautiful. Now, I want you to understand as it goes on, it says, mother's influences reaches into eternity. The sphere of the mother may be humble, but in her influence, but her influence united with the fathers is an abiding, is as abiding as eternity. Next to God, the mother's power for good is the strongest known on earth. I'm going to read that again. It says, next, next to God. Next to God, the mother's power for good is the strongest known on earth. We've got to understand the power of a mother in society. We've got to understand that power. What I'm understanding here, most mothers, a lot of mothers right now, they have nothing to do with church. And I'm talking in a secular sense. And so we used to go to church. 
We used to bring our children to church. Or my grandmother used to do this. Or my great-grandmother. And I hear this over and over and over again. And I'm hearing these people speak. And I'm looking at their children. I'm telling you, they come to me. They come for counseling. They come for some direction, spiritual direction. And, and as, as, as spiritual leaders, uh, our goal is, is, to, is to unravel this whole thing and to point them in the direction of God. But what I'm understanding is that mothers losing an edge on, in a spiritual way creates danger for their children. I've been dealing with a few years now um, on occasion with uh, some children that are very troubled. And I remember one course we took in school um, that was called the Exceptional Child. And in this course, we got to explore and understand the background of children, and especially special need children. And we recognize that uh, this, this, these symptoms are what they have called ADHD, attention deficit disorder. Yeah. Uh, in children and so forth, what they have seen that there has been a rise over the last 50 years or so in these disorders. And they have been asking themselves why. And they realize that a lot of these cases stem to mothers taking drugs, smoking up, sniffing up, or injecting up in, while their child, uh, the child is in the womb. And whatever the mother receives goes to the child. The mood of the mother determines the mood of the child. And so what we're seeing here, uh, when, uh, as, as the, the, these uh, drugs are being abused and um, alcoholics and all of these different things creep into the home, it affects the fetus of the child, right? Immediately, the fetus is affected and that child can come out in acting in different weird ways. What I'm saying to us here, when we lose footing, our footing on God, and the, just the, 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 the foundation of society, as we understand, the mother's influence is so great next to God. If that's not there, if the foundation is not there, danger sets in. I want you to look at a scripture, and I'm largely I'm going to be focusing on, on this, and I want you to understand. Um, Proverbs chapter 31. When we think of this, uh, Proverbs chapter 31, what do we think of? Let's say it. A virtuous woman. For those of you that study uh, scripture, a virtuous woman. And so when we think of Proverbs chapter 31, we Think of a virtuous woman, but I want you to, I want you to, I want to break this down and, and in a little while, in the next few minutes, just understand a little of what is being said here, and we want to see the power of a mother and the influence it has upon a child. Proverbs chapter thirty-one, and I want to zoom in uh, to verse one. In Proverbs chapter thirty-one, we see something here very key in this text. The Bible tells us in Proverbs chapter 31, verse 1, it says, the words of King who? 
Lemuel, an oracle that his mother taught him. Now, this is King Lemuel writing this. He is the one that is that most likely a scribe is writing it down, but these are his words. It says, what are you doing, my son? Verse 2. What are you doing, my son? What are you doing, son of my womb? What are you doing, son of my vows? Do not give your strength to women, your ways to those who destroy kings. It is not for kings, O Lamuel. It is not for kings to drink wine or for rulers to take strong drinks, lest they drink and forget what have been decreed and pervert the rights of the afflicted. Give strong drink to one who is perishing and wine to those who are bitter in distress. Let them drink and forget their poverty and remind their misery no more. Open your mouth to the mute for the rights of those who are destitute. Open your mouth and judge righteously. Defend the rights of the poor and the needy. These were the counsels that King Lamuel grew up with. He heard this over and over. He was warned about strange women. He was warned against drinking and uh, having, you know, getting drunk and losing his, his sensibility. He was warned in all of these ways, and his mother told him all of these things. This is how this king grew up. King Lamuel's mother loved him so much. Loved him with, with an amazing love that she wanted him to grow up in the way of God. How many of our mothers grew us up in this way? Let me see your hands. I'm pretty sure many of us. Right? I know some mothers, as Elder Mojo prayed, some mothers, uh, they drop the ball. They allow their kids to do anything and everything they wanted. I remember the story of this man that was in, in New York after he was sentenced in, um, to a lengthy prison time. I believe it was life in prison. And he had one request, one last request and it was to see his mother. And so they granted his request to see his mother. And so his mother came to him, and, and as the, the mother came close, he says, Mom, come closer, come closer, I want to tell you something. And so this man was shackled, hand and, and feet, and he was shackled, and he says, Mother, come closer, come closer. And as the mother came closer, he says, come a little closer, come a little closer. And as she came closer, he opened his mouth and yanked on her ear. And he bit her ear off and he says, Mother, I am here because of you. You never held me back. I, I could do anything I wanted. You never led me in the right way. And he rebuked his mother in front of everyone right there and blamed her for his condition. I want you to understand, mothers have a very important role in society. You often hear me talking about my grandmother. Uh, my grandmother was the one that taught me everything. I owe my life, 
spiritually and physically and mentally to my grandmother. It was, it was her, this lady that fought for me, that prayed for me, even when gangs were banging and beating and, and surrounding me. It was my grandmother's prayer. It was my grandmother that held up. I want you to understand, a mother's role in society is key. And I know some mothers may be in here and you are holding your head in shame and you say, you know, I failed, I failed. But I want you to know it's not too late. It is not too late. I remember a 61-year-old mother that came to Christ and she was a, a, the party type and she spent her life just jigging and wigging and all of these things and having great time and, and she had many children. And this woman woke up one morning and she came to church and she was determined in her heart that she wanted to turn her life over to Christ and she did. And shortly after that, this mother died, just about four months after, four months after her, uh, her conversion. And that conversion story of this mother coming to Christ, not knowing she was sick, not knowing her destiny, this mother in her last moment, she was able, just from her life, from those last four months, turn her entire family around. I testify of this story because we studied with them, and I witnessed them being baptized, the pastor baptizing them after our church embraced this family. And they are in the church today because of a mother. She turned around. The last four months of her life, she turned around and committed herself to Christ. I want you to understand the importance of mother, godly mothers within society. It's very important. No wonder we understand that this uh, king, King Lamuel, he turned around now and he wrote in the Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 31, verse 10 to 31, he wrote this now and he says, this is the way a, a woman should be, a good woman, a good wife. And so he started in verse 10 and he says, a woman who fears the Lord, an excellent wife, who can find? She is far more than rupees, than, than jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack or gain. She does him good and no harm all the days of her life. And he declares that this is an excellent wife, and he gave, he's given his ingredients for an excellent wife. And if you read this right throughout until verse 31, we see that this man had to be talking of his mother. He had to be reflecting on his mother. In order for him to choose a good wife, he thought of his mother. He thought of how she grew him up. She thought of the counsels that she gave. And based on the counsels that his mother gave, he knew how to pick a good wife. Folks, I, I want you to understand this. Many times our lives are ruined because we had poor examples. We had poor examples that, and God is so determined to use mothers to create an atmosphere, a positive atmosphere within the home, that the child could be sealed for eternity as we read before. Church is very important. 
when we read in the, when we consider uh, the first miracle in the book of Mark, we see that Jesus, uh, when in, in Mark chapter 2, when Jesus performed that first miracle, remember what Jesus says, what his mother said? His mother simply said, whatever he says, do it. She grew him up. She weaned him up in the Lord. And that she understood that relationship with her son. That was a reciprocal relationship. And so that mother, there was a, a tight relationship, a union, that she said that whatever he says, do. And that was recorded as Jesus' first miracle where he turned water into wine. I want you to understand, folks. A mother, the sacrifice that a mother makes in growing her child up, a godly mother, a godly mother takes time. She takes all her energy. She puts everything in, in order that she would be able to shape and mold the character of her child. A godly mother knows that it is not just for here and now. A godly mother knows how to discipline her child. A godly mother knows how to speak to her child. A godly mother knows how to set aside legacy for her child. A godly mother knows how to influence her child in the way of God. It's very important for us to understand this. A godly mother has discernment. Discernment, she knows exactly what it takes, how how it takes for that child to respond in a spiritual way. And so a godly mother knows all of that. It's very important for us to understand that mothers, we must awake mothers to the idea that you are the chief influencer of your child. Whatever you say, whatever you do, can determine the destiny of your child. And as we celebrate Mother's Day today, it is my prayer that as mothers on the road to glory, that you will consider your calling, that you will consider your calling and you will recognize that your calling is a divine calling. You're either growing up the greatest spiritual prayer warrior, leader this world has ever seen, or you could be either growing up the greatest thief, the greatest womanizer that this world has ever seen. Your influence makes the difference. And so as we see here, as I close with this and we think of the influence that the mother, Hannah, had over her son. Remember Hannah's struggle? She couldn't have a child and she was struggling and she, she was jeered. She was put down by others. Uh, others laughed at her, scoffed at her because she was not a woman. She could not bear a child. And in that society, that was a curse. 
It was a curse. And, and so Hannah, she was scorned by others. And every year she would go up to the temple and she'd see these mothers running around with their children and, and these mothers bringing their, their, their children in the temple and all of that. And this mother, she was sad. And she cried out to God. Cried out and prayed to God. God, please deliver me. Open my womb. Grant me a son. If I could just have a son, I would dedicate him to you. And as she prayed, and as she cried out, the priest was in the temple, and he was looking, and he was wondering. He said, what, what, what's happening there? You know, are you mad? You know the story. And as, as this was going on, you know, um, she said, I, I'm not mad, but I, I'm, my heart is sorrowful. And she told him what, what her burden was. And, and he says, you know, I believe the Lord is going to answer you. And as it was one year later, the Lord answered, and her womb opened. And she delivered the child. And it said that she took time and she weaned the child. She studied with the child. She helped the child to grow in the fear of God. And after he was weaned, the mother brought him to the temple and dedicated him to God. Mothers, it's very important for us to dedicate, for you to dedicate your children to God. God still uses mothers to express his love to children. God still uses mothers to provide and to care for children. God still uses mothers for education in the young. God uses mothers. And so today, we want to honor what God has done through mothers. And if some mothers have not done what truly they should have done, and have faltered, we serve a God that understands and a God that cares. We serve a God that says, listen, I'm going to have a renewal. I'm going to start something great in you. We serve a wonderful God that he could take your life right now that you have messed up he could turn your life around, that he would use you to minister to your children. And your children, your children, praise God, could be winners. Amen? I want to encourage us on this Mother's Day, as we celebrate mothers, those of us that's on the journey to glory, let's continue on in prayer. Those of us that needs to get on the road, let's get on the road. And let the Lord do for you what only he can do in your life. I cannot help but just seeing a mother, a mother that loves her children so much. She just came into the church, in the back of the church, on a walker. She hasn't been in this church for a while because she was sick. But Sister Richie, we want to welcome you back.
Mambo Luchi, we want to welcome you back. And I think you just came in right at the conclusion of my message. Is not? No. Oh man, she has so much like to But we want to praise God for Sister Richie anyhow. She's going to hear this and see, Pastor, what are you doing? <laughs> but as we come to the end of this message, people, I believe God is calling mothers to take a stand. He's calling you to take a stand, to recognize that your job right here, down here, it is not just for now, but it is for eternity. I believe God is calling you to take a stand to say, listen, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. If this is your desire, I want you to stand with me. Mothers, 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 mothers. I'm targeting mothers right now. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You may have started off wrong, but the Lord will make it right. And I believe God is calling a few mothers right now to even dedicate their lives to you. You may have started your life in a wayward way. You may have started your life and you may be confused even as a mother, but you want to say today, Lord, I want, I want that full connection. I want what you have, the blessing that you have in store. I want to receive this blessing. If this is your desire, and you want that extra special unction, you want to be moved as a mother, not just an ordinary mother, but a glorious mother, a mother that is destined for glory, a mother that is there to prepare the minds of her children for eternity. You want to have that. You want that blessing. I'm going to ask you to come down and join me down here. Mothers, you want that anointing that only God can give. You want the anointing of God to be upon your life. I believe God has so set forth a certain sound now, you may not be a mother, but one day you will be a mother. Or you have served as a mother to a child that you are mentoring. Feel free to join. I believe God is going to one day look over and he's going to have a special talk with mothers. And he's going to look to mothers and say, listen, mothers, I want you to understand that, you know, I am proud that you have accepted me into your home. You have accepted me into your home, and, and I, I am so happy that, that you did what heaven requires. 
But because of you, your children are here today. Your children are in the kingdom today. Because of you, your children were not like those other children. Because of you, you led the way, leading the way with the husband in the home, perhaps, bringing them closer to Christ, bringing them to church school, bringing them to church. Mothers, you have done so much for your children. And Jesus is going to say, come, mothers. You have overcome. You have made it. And because of you, your children are here in the kingdom. Would it be a great thing for mothers to enter the kingdom with all of their children? This is the goal. I know my grandmother's goal, and every time I talk about this, you know, I was on that last day when my grandmother was alive. And I spoke to her and I said, Mother, grandmother, mama, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold on and I'm gonna take on your legacy. I'm gonna make sure what your 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 battles are is gonna be my battles. What you fought for, I will fight for. And when you get up on that great resurrection morning, you're going to be looking around for all your children, and you're going to be calling them by name. You're going to call Wooly. You're going to call Clear. You're going to call Evan. And you're going to look around and see all your children. You're going to want to see all your children, and all your great-grandchildren, and all your grandchildren, and the great-greats, and all of that. You're going to look around for them. And many of these children, including me, Mama, we're going to walk over and say, Mama, it is because of you and because it is because of your obedience that I'm here in the kingdom of glory. I want to charge you mothers today to buy into this and allow the God of heaven to lead you and your children in the kingdom of glory. Amen? Today, I want to make an extra special call. There may be a mother today that want to say, listen, I want to give my heart to God 100%. I want to surrender my life, my all. I want to surrender first. And I know my family. I pray that my family will take stand. If there's a mother that is in the house today that want to surrender herself 100% to Jesus Christ. And you want to say, listen, I have been baptized before. I have never been baptized before. I've never given my life completely over to Jesus. But today, I want to do that. I want you to join me up here. I want you to join me up here on this platform. The elders are going to welcome you. I want to join you. I want you to join us up here. I want you to join us. Up here. 
I want you to join us up here. Praise the Lord, everyone. Praise the Lord. Mothers, mothers, you want to take a stand for Christ today. You've never stood for Christ. But you want to stand for Christ today. You want to say, I surrender my life, my all to you, Jesus Christ. And I want to give my life. I want to be baptized one day. I want to be prepared. I want to be, I want to even be rebaptized because I know I have drifted. But I want to accept you fully. I want to give it all over fully to you, Lord. Mothers, do we have any mothers? Today, I want to invite you to come. We want to pray for you. We want the anointing of God to be your Today, the Lord is calling. Today, He is calling. He's calling you closer. He's calling you closer. And He wants to bless you today. Would you not come? Would you not come today and give yourself to God? I would you miss it. I would ignore the men within our congregation. And you want to stand and you want to say, listen, where I am, count me in as a man. Count me in as a man. I'm standing because I want the calling and election sure that Jesus Christ has for me. If that is your desire, man, Your desire. You want to say, listen, I want to be baptized. I want to be counted in the number of the followers of Christ. I'm asking you to raise your hand. We want to include you in this prayer. Praise God. Let us pray, Father, in a very special way. We thank you are a worthy God. You are a righteous God. Oh Lord, I know that there are scoffers down here that don't understand Lord, but there is something when a parent sees their child responding, standing, living their lives in the right way. There is something about this, Lord, and we know that heaven rejoices even right now. We pray, Father, that you will touch down here, that you will bless every single mother that is standing here. Oh, Father, we are standing in need of a blessing, and we know that the blessing can only come from Jesus Christ. And we pray, Father, that you will just sweep across this congregation even now, Lord, that you will touch each and every mother that you will touch each and every mother that is listening online, Father, and each and every mother that may have surrendered their lives over to you, Father. We pray in a special way, Father, that you will touch the mothers, that you will help them to know that they are eternal influencers of, her, of their children. Father, please, 
we ask that you will please anoint them even right now. Father, we ask that you will touch the fathers and the gentlemen that standing even now. Father, we ask that you will touch and lead them and help them to affirm even mothers, Lord. And that they, we will not lose our footing, Lord, in society as the, the, the spiritual leaders of our homes, Lord. We pray, Father, that you will please surround us all. Oh, Father, for this lady that came up here, as she stands here, Father, we pray that your divine anointing will be upon her, Father. We pray that you will seal her, Father. The decision that she has made to surrender her life over to you, Father, I pray that it will be sealed, Lord. I pray that any plans that the enemy had for her, Lord, that it will be canceled out. We pray that the Spirit of God, the one who moved up on the face of the water, the one who entered into that woman that touched the hem of the, of the garment of Jesus, that the very same power will come up on her even right now, Lord. Seal her decision. And we thank you, Father. We rejoice with him. When all is said and done, Lord, we just want to give you the glory, the honor, and the praise, Lord. Because you are worthy. It is you, Lord, that stepped out of your celestial glory. And you came down to this dusty earth, Lord, to save us. It is because of you, Lord, that we are here. And we thank you. We praise you, Father, for you are worthy to be praised. Wonderful you are. Mighty you are. Gracious you are. Merciful you are. We thank you. For we ask these things in the most powerful name, the name of Yeshua, our Savior, and so can we Let's give the Lord a hand. Let's give the Lord a hand.